I feel like we often have way more in reserve and within our potential than we can even imagine. I feel like if we're gonna err on one side or the other, we err for safety as humans. We err for comfort. We err for pleasure. We err on the side of conserving energy. So I feel a lot of us have so much untapped potential. There is more left in the tank. You haven't even explored what you have in there. You are here for a reason, but navigating this human life can be challenging. How do you care for your body, mind, and spirit to make the most of your time here on earth? How can you harness your incredible human potential? In this podcast, we explore these questions and more to help you craft your best life yet. Welcome to I Am Human. The information on this podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. It is not meant to replace careful evaluation and treatment. If you have concerns about your health or well-being, please consult a healthcare professional. Hello, humans. I'm Dr. Yami, your host, and welcome back to another episode of I Am Human. I am so happy to be here with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. I want to remind you to please rate and review my podcast, and please share it with somebody that you think may benefit from hearing this information. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming back week after week to listen to these episodes. So today I'm going to discuss the topic of being human. And it relates to why I rebranded my podcast and it is now entitled I Am Human because this topic just fascinates me. And I love thinking about it. I love contemplating it, all of the different facets of it. So I'm just going to touch on a few concepts today that I think are helpful to understand and to contemplate in your own journey. And so I hope that this will be helpful to you. So what does it mean to be human? The Oxford Dictionary defines human as relating to or characteristic of people or human beings. So I've been thinking about this topic a long time. And like I said, I find it fascinating because we use this sentence a lot. The sentence is, I'm only human or they're only human. What does that really mean? So I found this in the academic journal, The Intellectual Standard from Illinois Wesleyan University from February, 2012. Only human typically serves either as an excuse for oneself or others, parentheses, I'm only human or you are only human respectively, whether it is an excuse for flaws, mistakes, or just overall incompetency, The source of such negative attributes is clearly denoted. Man's nature is the culprit. In fact, the first entry in the Oxford American Writer's Thesaurus for Human as an adjective is, quote, they're only human, mortal flesh and blood, fallible, weak, frail, imperfect, vulnerable, susceptible, erring, error-prone, end quote. 
yikes, that's harsh. But it's true though, right? We aren't perfect. It's good that we aren't robots. I think we don't want to be robots. That's not the point. But are we using our humanity as an excuse? Does our humanness serve as an excuse for our mistakes or for the times that we don't follow through when we think we should have followed through? Here's a couple of quotes from from some famous people. This one's from Smokey Robinson. I think this is from a song that I haven't heard. I should probably look it up. The quote is, mistakes, I know I've made a few, but I'm only human. You've made mistakes too. And here's one from Eminem. I maybe made some mistakes, but I'm only human. So is being human just about our imperfections, about our flaws and using our vulnerabilities as an excuse? I think that when we are reflecting upon being human, we are also thinking of the ways that we are different from the rest of the animal kingdom. What makes us unique? And why are there 8 billion humans on the planet? There must be something about humans and our humanity that's incredible. It's not just about being flawed and making mistakes. What about when people say the power of the human spirit or they refer to the human spirit? You're usually referring to something positive, something awesome, something great, right? What does that mean? This is a quote from Richard Bach. We all know those who draw their boundaries carefully and say, I'm only human, nobody's perfect, I accept my limitations. And we know others who take an opposite view and say, I can do anything I choose to do. It is in my power to change the world. And those are the ones who most often change the world. When people do extraordinary things, when they act in unexpected ways, opposite of what we typically see for a human, we're in awe. But we understand that they are still human. What do we attribute that to? Here's another quote from Luciano Santini, PhD. It is the seat of our consciousness, our capacity for empathy, and our ability to persevere through life's challenges. It is what enables us to dream, create, and to inspire others. The human spirit is an inexhaustible wellspring of strength, resilience, and untapped potential. Wow, that sounds completely opposite of like, We're weak, vulnerable, fallible. So that human spirit, that's something different. We have both of these things within us, within all humans. Here's one I found from Innovate Academy, what their definition of the human spirit is. The human spirit is an extraordinary force within each individual, embodying a remarkable array of qualities and capabilities. From resilience to creativity, empathy to courage, the human spirit showcases its incredible potential in various aspects of life. And one quote from Brene Brown, because I feel like Brene Brown always helps us think about things in a balanced way, having compassion for ourselves, but also learning how to use our humanness, the way that our brain works for good, for ourselves, for our lives, and for other people. So Brene Brown says, to become fully human means learning to turn my gratitude for being alive into some concrete for common good. It means growing gentler toward human weakness. It means practicing forgiveness of my and everyone else's hourly failures to live up to divine standards. 
It means learning to forget myself on a regular basis in order to attend to the other selves in my vicinity. It means living so that I'm only human does not become an excuse for anything. It means receiving the human condition as a blessing and not a curse in all its achingly frail and redemptive reality. Wow, that's really deep, but I love that. And finally, this one from BBC Earth, they actually had a special series called Being Human from a few years back that I wasn't able to access. I tried to see if I could find it so that I could watch it, but I couldn't find it, at least not here for me. But this is something that they wrote relating to being human about their series, Being Human. But to be human is to be the center of our own universe, to experience life in all its colors and all its potential. This is what we want to celebrate with being human, the awe of being alive and the thrill of discovering what it means to be us, the greatest wonder in the world. I agree. Humans are amazing. They're fascinating, sometimes unpredictable, sometimes incredibly predictable. And I'm going to tell you why I think that happens, but let's explore. So I have four main points that I want to discuss about this question of what it means to be human. So I think that when we say I am only human, we are referring to our primitive brain, the primitive part of our brain. And actually the one that's probably more animalistic, the one that survives only by following the motivational triad. So I've spoken about the motivational triad before, but it is a concept that was created by Dr. Doug Lyle. And there's actually a book called The Pleasure Trap that's written by Dr. Doug Lyle and Dr. Alan Goldhammer. I highly recommend it, where they discuss the motivational triad and how it leads us into trouble when it comes to food and eating and our environment and those kinds of things. So basically the motivational triad is our inherent evolutionary drive to survive and reproduce by doing three things, doing or not doing three things. You could think of it that way. Avoiding pain, seeking pleasure, and conserving energy and continuously doing this. Avoid pain, seek pleasure, conserve energy. And now remember, evolutionary is just good enough. It's not necessarily about thriving. Evolution is not about living to 120. It's about living long enough to pass down your genes, which may only take a couple of decades or less. So whenever you think about what has shaped the human brain, what has shaped a lot of animals, it's really those three things. Avoid pain, seek pleasure, conserve energy. Because when you avoid pain, you're avoiding harm to yourself, right? Don't jump off a cliff on purpose. Don't hurt yourself because if you get wounded, you could die of a bacterial infection. Avoid that pain. Avoid things that are scary. Avoid things that could get you eaten by a lion or stuck somewhere where you don't have help. Things that cause you to be alone without your tribe. Those are all pains that we have been shaped to avoid because it can lead to our demise. Seek pleasure. Eat food that tastes yummy and eat a lot of it because you never know when the next famine's going to come or how long you're going to have food. Sex. Seek pleasure in that way. And, you know, so these are things that we are driven to seek these pleasures because they lead to our survival and support reproduction. 
So that's the second one. And then conserve energy. Again, that reinforces that staying safe because you never know, is winter coming? Is a famine coming? Are you going to be somewhere where you can't access food? You don't want to just run around and burn a bunch of calories for no reason when you don't know if you're going to have food. So this is how our brains were shaped for thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years to keep us safe, to keep us alive, and to encourage us to reproduce, to pass down those genes. But remember, we just have to survive long enough to reproduce and pass down those genes. It's not about thriving. It's not about optimization. It's not necessarily about longevity. It's the minimum requirement. But as humans, nowadays, we want more. We do want well-being. We do want to thrive and we do want longevity. So maybe that's not necessarily as compatible as it used to be. We want something else. And now we create challenges just for fun. I'm training for a half Ironman, 70.3 miles. It's going to probably take me seven and a half to eight hours to finish. I'm like literally doing this for fun. That does not support the motivational triad, okay? Because it's going to be painful, not necessarily pleasurable in the moment, and I'm definitely going to be expending a lot of energy that I don't have to. Um, Nobody's forcing me. There won't be a lion chasing me, okay? Speaking about challenges, I wrote this note that I wanted to tell this story, which I think I was just super fascinated by when I was watching this happen. So even in our little small town, we have a climbing gym. And as a family, we went to the climbing gym one day and it's a small little gym. And my sons are pretty good at the climbing. Of course, they can't do the super advanced lines, but in the auto belay section, they were already able to do all those lines fine. So we had been there probably an hour and they had done several of the lines and they started creating challenges for themselves to make it harder. So they would only use one arm or they would only use one leg, you know, take out a whole limb and see what it was like not to have that limb when they're trying to climb up the wall. And I do not like risk in that way. So even in the auto belay, when I know that it's going to be fine, I get super scared. So I just do a few times and I'm just like, I'm good. I'm good for the day. But you know, they just wanted to keep going. And I was just watching them and I'm like, wow, isn't that amazing that they are having fun creating a challenge. They're having fun making it more difficult for themselves. It was play. It was not necessary. Nobody was telling them that they had to do that. But that's another aspect of being human, that we do things like that. We get curious about those things. We're interested in those things. So yes, there's a part of us that is highly driven and maybe you could even say entrapped by the motivational triad, but there's a part of us that's different. So I think that this part of us, which is also when we refer to the human spirit, I think that we're referring to this prefrontal cortex and our executive functioning. Humans can definitely operate at extremes. So we see this extreme with the motivational triad. We get addicted to drugs. We get addicted to media and TV and social media and food and sit on the couch all day and we get trapped by the motivational triad. And then you have people like Alex Hanold who decide to climb up this super high wall without ropes and do free solo 
And then that's the opposite extreme, right? And so what is driving that? That's also what makes us human. We have this huge prefrontal cortex that allows us to plan and think into the future and make these things for ourselves in order to achieve a goal long into the future. And we have these things happening at the same time. So you can't separate yourself from your primitive brain and these impulses to stay safe and to stay comfortable and to seek pleasure and to conserve energy. You cannot remove that from yourself. But at the same time, you also have this prefrontal cortex that allows you to set goals and do really hard things without immediate gratification. So we can choose to succumb to safety, comfort, and pleasure, or we can choose to direct our higher brain to help us meet our goals that literally require us to be in pain and discomfort, to plan, have delayed gratification, and to expend lots of energy. (laughs) It's like I said, with our sports, with our careers, with all these different goals and dreams that people have that we look at and we are in awe of. And I think maybe there's a third thing. And so for those of you out there that are spiritual or religious, maybe that part of the human spirit is also referring to our soul. And that third aspect at at play gives us that drive and that inspiration from a place that doesn't understand or know or see the limits of being in human flesh on earth with gravity and with time. And, you know, all of these artificial constructs that we've set for ourselves that aren't part of that spirit world, you know? So for those of you that that's an interesting thing to contemplate, perhaps contemplate that as well. And maybe for the soul, it is the desires and dreams from that aspect of ourselves that keep us going despite our human brain telling us to play it safe. You can't do this. It's impossible. And there's another part of us that says, actually, it is possible and I'm going to keep doing it and I'm not going to give up. So exclusively when it comes to the primitive brain and the prefrontal cortex, exclusively listening to one or the other can definitely get you in trouble, right? So if you are only stuck in the motivational triad, we know where that can get us. We know that that that's not a place that most of us want to stay stuck in, but a lot of us end up being stuck in for a while. But then if we completely ignore all dangers and say, I'm, I don't care. I'm just going to jump off this cliff without a parachute, which I guess some people do, but in a, you know, in a way that's more controlled, say that you didn't ever pay attention to your primitive brain and some of the instinct to keep you safe, then you could end up prematurely dead. So we do want to balance these inputs because there's a reason that they're there. But I feel like we often have way more in reserve and within our potential than we can even imagine. I feel like if we're going to err on one side or the other, we err for safety as humans. We err for comfort. We err for pleasure. We err on the side of conserving energy. So I feel like a lot of us have so much untapped potential. There is more left in the tank. You haven't even explored what you have in there. And you get to decide in this lifetime what it means to be human. How are you going to explore these different aspects 
within ourselves, within our brain, within our soul. What does it mean to you? And, and how do you want your story to evolve? What do you want your journey to be like? Honestly, there's no right or wrong and I'm not here to judge. So if you want this lifetime to be one of comfort and pleasure and chilling, that is on you. That is your decision. I suspect that if you listen to this podcast, you want more. You want to optimize. You want to thrive. You want to find ways to explore this earth, to explore this incarnation, to explore this world and try all the things. And all of us have different levels of risk tolerance. Honestly, my risk tolerance is pretty low. Like I don't want to hurt myself or injure my body. So there's a lot of things that I don't like to do because I want my body to stay intact. (laughs) And my husband would be one that he tries a lot more things, but he's also been hurt a lot more from mountain biking and skiing and concussions and broken bones and those kinds of things. So we are going to have different levels, whether that's for physical things or for career things, or you know, even just the discomfort of putting yourself out there. Like some of us are scared to go out there and apply for that job or you know, do those things out in the world because that can be scary. The social the social pressures, the social judgments can be really scary. So we all have different levels of risk tolerance in all those areas. But have you decided where you would like to be? Where would you like to explore? What area do you feel like you would like to push it a little bit and get uncomfortable? Will you stay in the comfort of the primitive brain and just survive? Or will you push the boundaries with the power of your higher brain, of that prefrontal cortex and explore your potential? So let me offer to you two different images here of what it means to be human. So what does it mean to be human? It means being vulnerable, weak, lazy, constantly seeking the pleasure of sex, drugs, alcohol, ultra-processed foods, media. It means being paralyzed by our own fears, falling victim to our emotions, listening to our limiting beliefs, numbing our feelings, staying comfortable, playing small, living life within safe and secure boundaries, doing something because everybody else does it and because it's the way it's always been done. Yes, this is what we mean when we say, I am only human. And it is your choice if you want to spend the majority of your time of your life within this paradigm. There's no right or wrong. You get to choose. We would all actually understand and support this because we are in fact all human. So we have empathy, right? We've been there. It's hard. Living life is hard. And sometimes you just want to seek that comfort and not do anything uncomfortable. So we would understand if that's what you choose. But being human also means seeking challenge, embracing discomfort, both physical and emotional. And I will argue that at times emotional discomfort feels way worse than physical discomfort. Oh my gosh. It permeates. It permeates your body. It brings you down. It's very uncomfortable, right? Delayed gratification, pushing forward despite fear, learning discipline, avoiding the pleasure trap, optimizing health and well-being, mastering your emotions, learning to manage those emotions, those thoughts and emotions, taking big risks, pushing yourself beyond your limits, exploring new frontiers, forging your own path despite what other people think. Because remember, the tribe is part of our comfort and our safety. So breaking free from that and doing something different 
is scary and hard and uncomfortable and not safe to that primitive brain. When you choose to embody this definition of being human, you have to be internally motivated. Nobody is going to push you to do this or force you to do this. You are the one person that can direct your life into this area. It is the path less taken. It scares a lot of humans and other people, when you start going towards this and choosing this path more often, they're gonna warn you and tell you, stay safe, don't do that, it's too much. But at the same time, they're going to observe you in awe and be inspired by your ability to test and push the limits and to push against the motivational triad. Because I think deep down inside, we all understand the motivational triad. And we're like, yeah, we're humans. We're susceptible to it. We see fast food. We want to eat it. We see a couch and a TV and we want to sit in it and watch TV. We all understand that. So when we make that step and we get uncomfortable and we push beyond that zone, other humans are like, wow, that's amazing. But any human can do this. Every single human can do this because it's inside all of us, the primitive brain, the prefrontal cortex, and perhaps this soul that is undefined that is mysterious. Is that also something that helps drive all of us? Can you tap into that? All of us can. We have that ability. So if you're curious about it, maybe it's time for you to think about it and explore it. Are you using being human as an excuse or are you using the gift of being human as your superpower? Only you get to decide this in your lifetime. There is no right or wrong. But your desires and your belief in your own potential are essential to explore your human limits. Do you see being human as a disadvantage, a handicap? Are you going to choose to stay trapped within the motivational triad? Or do you see amazing, an amazing incarnation into the human body and the mind as an asset, a strength, and a gift? Are you willing to break the chains of the motivational triad and pursue something extraordinary? The beauty is, you get to decide. What does it mean to be human? My name is Yami and I am human. Thank you for listening to another episode of I Am Human. I would be so honored if you subscribe to the podcast so that you never miss an episode. We love our listeners and take your feedback seriously. If you have questions or constructive feedback, you can email us at podcast at dryami.com. That's podcast at D-O-C-T-O-R-Y-A-M-I dot com. I am your host, Dr. Yami Gasorla Lancaster. I Am Human is produced by myself and Alejandra Parra. Graphics designed by Alejandra Parra. Music by Angela Sof with Glowbox Productions and edited by the Castos Production Team. Remember, human, you are here for a reason. Have fun, explore, and live your life to the fullest.